Welcome to the Way of the Cross for Justice. This Good Friday prayer is a kind of pilgrimage, a way of connecting the suffering of Jesus with suffering brought about by injustice in our day. And whether you're here praying with a group or you're praying on your own, know that we are all together united in prayer, near and far. So thank you for connecting. If you're joining the pilgrimage in person in downtown Cincinnati, you can use this podcast to pray as you go. You'll need the written program as a guide along the way to know which stop along the Cincinnati Bell connector to use. If you're not local or not free to come and pray at the time of the prayer, that's fine too. You can use the podcast to pray along and move through the pilgrimage wherever you are. You can access the link to the written program in the show notes. Now, let's begin our prayer. If you just participated in the in-person prayer at the National Underground Railroad Freedom Center, you can skip ahead if you'd like. Otherwise, we'll begin with a quieting, centering prayer. invite you to take a deep breath, to open yourself to this prayer, to become aware of God's presence with you and all the ways that God will journey with you, with each of us along the way. On Good Friday, we remember the suffering and death of Jesus. While his human passion occurred 2,000 years ago, We see the face of the Crucified One reflected in the faces of so many in our world today, all those who are oppressed and marginalized. And we cry out as Jesus did, My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? As we journey through the way of the cross, reflecting on the injustice that still inflicts suffering on our brothers and sisters, We reflect on our role. Do we count ourselves among the suffering? Are we bystanders, observing the wounds of others, afraid or powerless to stop the bleeding? Are we the hands and feet, the voice and heart of Christ, working to bind wounds, to cry out against injustice, to bring about the change that will lead to resurrection. Before we begin our journey, we ask you to approach the cross. Maybe you have a cross in your home or nearby, wherever you are. If not, you can simply hold the image of a cross in your mind's eye. You may offer some gesture of prayer and reverence at this symbol of Jesus' ultimate act of self-giving. As we continue through our prayer, you're invited to carry the image of the cross with you along the way. You can hold this image in your mind and heart as you go, 
Or if you'd like, you can hold on to an actual object, a small cross, or even a rock or a ribbon. Something to remind yourself that we all carry the cross of Christ and we are all journeying together. Amen. And now we'll begin to pray together each of the stops along the way. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you. Because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. Station 1. Let us not deny the poor. Before the pandemic, 15.8% of people in Hamilton County lived below the poverty line, a number higher than the national average and one that surely grew over the course of the pandemic. According to CityLink, as many as one in three Cincinnatians now live below the poverty line. Though there has been much assistance, including many creative forms of outreach and collaboration, the needs of those living in poverty continue to be denied due to the systemic barriers each person faces. The lack of broadband access in low-income households has left many adults with no way to work from home, search for a job, or connect their children to online classes. How do we deny Jesus by denying the poor? A reading from the Gospel according to Luke. Then after about an hour had passed, another confidently affirmed, saying, Surely this fellow also was with him, for he is a Galilean. But Peter said, Man, I do not know what you are saying. Immediately while he was still speaking, the rooster crowed. And the Lord turned and looked at Peter. Then Peter remembered the word of the Lord and how he said to him, Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. In the words of the Reverend Dr. William J. Barber II, our analyst is that you can't deal with poverty alone. It is always tied to the interlocking injustices of systemic racism, ecological devastation, the war economy, and the distorted moral narrative of religious nationalism. Our basic demand is the reconstruction of local, state, and federal policies to address these interlocking injustices. It is a fundamental moral principle of this democracy that everyone has the right to live. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you. Because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. Station 2. Safety, Equity, and the Empowerment of Women. There is no safe place in the world for a woman. Gender-based violence is a public health epidemic, and it has increased during the pandemic, as homes, which should be sanctuaries for safety, are instead places of violence for many women. At work, people who identify as women experience discrimination and lower pay, and a scarcity of women in leadership means women's voices are often absent in policymaking as well. When will all who identify as women be safe, equal, and free? A reading from the Gospel according to Luke. A large crowd of people followed Jesus, including many women who mourned and lamented him. Jesus turned to them and said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me. Weep instead for yourself and for your children. In her book, All About Love, New Visions, Bell Hooks proclaims, There can be no love without justice. 
Abuse and neglect negate love. Care and affirmation, the opposite of abuse and humiliation, are the foundation of love. It is a testimony to the failure of loving practice that abuse is happening in the first place. You may shoot me with your words. You may cut me with your eyes. You may kill me with your hatefulness. But still, like air, I'll rise. Maya Angelou from her poem, Still I Rise. Loving God, as the women accompanied Jesus along the way of his suffering, be present to the suffering of women in our day. Protect, uplift, and empower all who identify as women. Transform suffering into liberation. May all have the freedom to receive and create spaces of love and affirmation for themselves and their loved ones. And as we seek freedom and fairness for all people, embolden us to amplify the voices of all who cry out for justice. May we not fail them in love. Even as we weep for injustice, may we work for equity. Even as we fear for women's safety, may we advocate for their protection. Make us rise. Make us rise with you and uplift each other. Amen. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you. Because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. Station 3. Racial justice within the criminal justice system. Our criminal justice system is broken, if not outright corrupt. Racial disparities can be identified at each step along the way, from black youth being disproportionately stopped by police, to black men having longer sentences compared with their white counterparts. In a 2018 prison policy report, for 100,000 people, an average of 592 black people were incarcerated in local jails compared to 187 white people. This isn't an anomaly. These numbers are similar every year and in every report. On Good Friday, we remember how Jesus Christ suffered through the Roman system of criminal justice. Today, our black brothers and sisters are likewise suffering not only from police brutality, but also from systematic and institutionalized racism. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Learn to do right, seek justice, defend the oppressed, take up the cause of the fatherless, plead the case of the widow. In the words of Audre Lorde, it is not our differences that divide us, it is our inability to recognize, accept, and celebrate those differences. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you. Because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. Station 4. Corporate Greed. Land Development. The West End has a history of being shaped by outside planning. The construction of I-75 then home to 85% of the black population of Cincinnati, cut through the heart of the neighborhood, as the federal highway system did throughout its development. Coinciding with the 2018 decision to locate the FC Cincinnati soccer stadium in the neighborhood, the average annual income price in the West End increased 36%. 
from $160,016.2017 to $217,170.2018, according to figures from the Cincinnati Area Board of Realtors. By comparison, the average annual sales price for single-family homes across all of Greater Cincinnati rose just 7% to $230,508 over the same period. A 2019 study conducted by the Port of Greater Cincinnati Development Authority and Seven Hills found that 44% of households in the West End were at risk of displacement due to the construction of the TQL Stadium for FC Cincinnati. 80% of the residents are renters, many of them seniors on fixed incomes and low-wage earners. A reading from the Gospel of John. When the soldiers had crucified Jesus, they took his clothes and divided them into four parts, one for each soldier. They also took his tunic. Now the tunic was seamless, woven in one piece from the top. So they said to one another, Let us not tear it, but cast lots for it to see who will get it. And that is what the soldiers did. Josh Spring, executive director of the Greater Cincinnati Homeless Coalition, says, If we continue to allow all this to just run amok through our community, we are going to continue to split up neighborhoods, split up neighbors, increase homelessness. Let us pray. God of the poor and vulnerable, Greed has, for too long, torn apart the fabric of communities of color in our nation. Their neighborhoods have been stolen and destroyed in the interests of the financial gain of others. They have lost not just property, but financial security and the bonds of community. May the followers of Christ cry out for justice so that any development of land may also foster the development of people. Amen. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you. Because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. Station 5 mental health and addiction. The huge demand for opiates in Cincinnati put the lack of pills led to a huge spike in the use of heroin in the city. Heroin began to be cut with the powerful synthetic opioid fentanyl and overdose deaths rose substantially. In 2017, there were 570 overdose deaths. The Hamilton County Justice Center was designed for 840 people Yet each month, 1,300 people often occupy the jail daily. A large percentage of these inmates have faced arrest and incarceration multiple times as a result of addiction, mental illness, and homelessness. The solutions have to be multifaceted. 
The Hamilton County Addiction Response Coalition is working to respond to the addiction challenges in Hamilton County on many levels. The HCARC State of the Opioid Epidemic Annual Report documents their goals, initiatives, and outcomes. Become aware of their work and support their efforts. In 2020, there were 423 overdose deaths. A reading from the Gospel according to John. When the soldiers had crucified Jesus, they took his clothes and divided them into four parts, one for each soldier. They also took his tunic. Now the tunic was seamless, woven in one piece from the top. So they said to one another, Let us not tear it, but cast lots for it, to see who will get it. And that is what the soldiers did. According to Josh Spring, Executive Director of the Greater Cincinnati Homeless Coalition, if we continue to allow this to just run amok through our community, we're going to continue to split up neighborhoods and increase homelessness. We reflect on the words of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. I choose to live for and with those who find themselves seeing life as long as a desolate corridor with no exits. This is the way I'm going. If it means suffering a little bit, I'm going that way. If it means sacrificing, I'm going that way. If it means dying for them, I'm going that way. Because I heard the voice saying, do something for others. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you. Because by your holy cross, you have redeemed the world. Station six, when neighborhoods become destinations. Finley Market, at first glance, seems an oasis where people of any race, skill, or religion might find common ground. Locals and visitors gather to shop, eat, share conversations, and feel pride in this historical gem of Cincinnati. Here in northern OTR, one can grab food from Lebanon and chocolate from Belgium, dive into soul food and oompa to German music, and hear languages that otherwise might be frowned upon in another place. It feels like a special destination within a complex neighborhood. It's not surprising that efforts to revitalize the area found Findlay Market attracted investment property, boutique retail, and nightlife spots. Establishments like Rheingeist, E19 Lounge Bar, or a craft winery filled a need for those who visited for the nightlife and the now steadily growing population of higher income residents. The streetcar has, despite its detractors, achieved targeted investment that in turn pushes prices higher. This renaissance comes at a high cost to those who find their rent has been driven higher or simply found that their lease is not renewed as the property had potential to earn more rehabbed and renovated. There is hope. Logan Commons, just south of this stop, promises a mix of affordable units and senior living. These fair-minded projects require a mindset that profit cannot be the predominant driving force for successful affordable housing. When we look at this through the eyes of God, 
We want to maintain affordable and stable housing to honor those who have raised families and have little desire to move, to promote neighborhood employment that creates opportunities, and to ensure minority-owned businesses receive fair investment. How can we become advocates to not only change existing inequity, but also to ensure more projects are planned with affordability in mind and remain so? A reading from the prophet Isaiah. They will build houses and inhabit them. They will also plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They will not build and another inhabit. They will not plant and another eat. Ian Siegert, from the news record, the University of Cincinnati student paper, says, The Issue 3 Charter Amendment proposed in early 2021 requiring that at least $50 million a year from Cincinnati's budget be allotted to affordable housing initiatives has its own share of pros and cons that were left unable to be tested. The amendment failed 73% to 27%. Let us pray. Lord God of all, we pray for our neighborhoods in need of safe and affordable housing and for the many families in danger of home foreclosures or mourning the loss of their homes. May we work to build communities that create space for all people to live, not just for the wealthy. Amen. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you. Because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. Station 7, Addressing Food Insecurity with New Forms of Growth and Regeneration. Decomposition and the Promise of the Resurrection. As Jesus walked the path of Calgary, he knew what awaited him, the crucifixion. And we, too, know that our mortal bodies will not live forever. As we received our ashes on Ash Wednesday, we were reminded, From dust you have come, and dust you shall return. All the organic matter around us will decay and decompose. But with the right care, the decomposition can foster and bring forth new forms of life and growth. Far too many in our communities go hungry. Systematic barriers block them from receiving the nutrients they need for healthy bodies. As Jesus brought new life with resurrection, may we work to foster new life in our communities through the practice of composting and local growing. May we feed our aching world and ourselves with what we need to grow and sustain life, even from the darkness of the tomb. A reading from the book of Genesis. Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. According to Lauren Fournier in Sustainable Secrets, Compost embodies some strange truths, that with death comes the possibility of life, that things need space to degrade, that matter decays in community, that fertility can come from spoiled soy milk, 
broken eggshells, used paper towels, loose leaf tea. Through a practice of composting, whether speculative or literal, we affirm the ways in which the degradation of matter can nourish and sustain lives anew. Let us reflect on the words of Bell Hooks from her Appalachian Elegy Number 1. Hear them cry, the long dead, the long gone speak to us. From beyond the grave, guide us, that we may learn all the ways to hold tender this land. Hard clay dirt, rock upon rock, charred earth. In time, strong green growth will rise here. Trees back to life, native flowers, pushing the fragrance of hope, the promise of resurrection. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you. Because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. Station 8. Pandemic Response. The pandemic, while overwhelming to many, has been particularly devastating for the most marginalized. Black, brown, people of color, the homeless, those in low-wage jobs, and people with disabilities. While many called for the return of life as it was before March 2020, COVID-19 revealed that pre-pandemic normalcy was built on the blatant oppression of the most marginalized. The pandemic has served only to exacerbate existing injustices and inequality, as the lives of people with disabilities, the elderly, BIPOC, and the poor were and continue to be treated as disposable. But Christ not only seeks the creation of a more just and equitable world where the marginalized and suffering are cared for, but Christ insists on identifying with society's most vulnerable. Our maintenance of systems of injustice are a rejection of Christ himself. A reading from the Gospel of Matthew. Then those goats are going to say, Master, what are you talking about? When did we ever see you hungry or thirsty or homeless or shivering or sick in prison and didn't help? He will answer them, I'm telling the solemn truth. Whenever you failed to do one of these things to someone who was being overlooked or ignored, that was me. You failed to do it to me. Imani Barbarin, disability rights and inclusion activist, says, While people glorified a normal that never really existed, every institution that we had neglected in the past, began to crumble. And for many disabled people, not only were our lives in danger, but services we relied on stopped completely. People left the direct support industry that historically underpaid workers. Remote learning left educators in the lurch, and many disabled kids lost access to special education. 
Healthcare infrastructure reached capacity, and disabled people were fearful we would be at the end of the line for care. Meanwhile, record numbers of women left the workforce as remote learning fell on their shoulders. People struggled to pay rent and put food on their tables. Every system continues to snowball towards failure. And yet, people want normal. I question whether they truly want normal or to go back to being blissfully unaware. Let us pray. God of justice and compassion, so often we agonize over where to find you, even though you make yourself known every day. You are found in the cries of anguish uttered by the sick and dying. You are on the streets, struggling to find a home in the midst of a pandemic where resources have been cut. You are juggling a minimum wage job and caring for young children. You are disabled, listening to politicians and pundits treat your life as disposable. God, you are among us in the lives of the suffering. Open our eyes and hearts to your presence. Inspire us to do and be better. Amen. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you. Because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. Welcoming immigrants and refugees. We lift up immigrants and refugees in our land and those who are not finding our land welcoming. We are an immigrant church in the United States of America. Our faith from our roots in Judaism implores us to welcome the stranger, comfort those afflicted, and care for the widow and orphan. Jesus the Christ taught and showed us who is and how to love our neighbor with care, empathy, and concern. Grounded in the love desiring to do God's will, knowing the truth of how to live, we stand today with immigrants and refugees. For those on the margins of our society, because of their language, culture, journey, causation of movement, who are not seen in full just yet, we stand in the gap and pray to do better. Justice in this world brings peace that will allow all people to recover from their traumatic journey, to be cared for, and to be allowed to grow into who they were born to be. When asked how to reach eternal life, our Jesus told the parable of the Good Samaritan. Do we have ears to hear? Jesus is laid in the tomb. Our journey is over, and Jesus, after trauma and execution, is laid in a tomb. It is sobering and enlightening to think of our Lord Jesus, teaching of God's radical grace and love, and yet who was tortured and put to death. Put to death of one life awaiting the next. As our brothers and sisters on the move from war, famine, and desolation grieve the death of their prior life and what awaits them anew, should they not have all the care that was given to Jesus in the tomb? Are they too not awaiting a new life? Those who find themselves outside of society, church, and community grieve the loss 
of what could be possible with inclusion? Are they not deserving of all that care that was given to Jesus in the tomb? Should not all people of faith be Mary Magdalene providing care and compassion at the tomb? From those fleeing Ukraine, those standing outside of the southern border of the United States, to those who are treated as aliens in this country, may we see the light of Christ in each person. It takes much to integrate and assimilate into a new life. May we be people of justice that do not count the days it takes to learn English, to reconfigure lenses of culture to see and begin and again. May we be people who have mercy and grace for those who long to belong, for those who grieve what has been left behind. And what could be no longer as they are us. Let us not look away. There is nowhere they should have to hide. Welcome the stranger. As proclaimed in the letters to the Hebrews, do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for through it some have unknowingly entertained angels. And as Jesus reminds us in chapter 25 of the Gospel of Matthew, for I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. As Sister Norma Pimentel of the Missionaries of Jesus and the Executive Director of Catholic Charities of the Rio Grande Valley has reminded us, immigrants still face hardship today, and we stress the need for policies that prioritize human life over political conflict. I believe that it is the responsibility of the people to address the humanitarian crisis and initiate change. It is disheartening to see so many people suffering, people who are hurting, and those who can make a difference are not taking action to do so. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. Station 10, Corporate Greed and Food Insecurity. The Cincinnati-based Kroger Company, which owns 2,700 stores across the country, was expecting sales growth of at least 13.7% over the two years. The company's stock has risen about 36% over the past year. The Economic Roundtable found, in a survey of 10,000 Kroger employees, that 75% of Kroger workers said they were food insecure, meaning they lacked consistent access to enough food for an active, healthy life. About 14% said they were experiencing homelessness or had experienced homelessness on the previous year. And 33% said they did not earn enough money to pay for basic expenses every month. An employee of Kroger-owned Fred Meyer Grocery in Bellingham, Washington, told the New York Times that he sold his plasma for $500 a month because it provided a more reliable income than his job at the store. A reading from the Gospel according to Mark. While they were eating, Jesus took a loaf of bread, and after blessing it, he broke it, gave it to them, and said, Take it, this is my body. Then he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he gave it to them, and all of them drank from it. And he said to them, This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. Truly I tell you, I will never again drink of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God.
And so let us pray. God of life, you have fed your people throughout history. You provided manna in the desert. You fed the poor widow who housed your prophet Isaiah. You turned water into wine at the wedding in Canaan. Through Jesus, you have given us the bread of life, the bread that feeds our souls for the work of building your beloved community. May we, who are nourished by Christ's body, in turn feed those who are hunger physically and spiritually. Amen. Food activist Leah Pennyman uses the phrase food apartheid rather than food desert. She says that desert implies a natural phenomenon, but there's nothing natural about your zip code being a major predeterminant of your life expectancy. Apartheid is a human-created system of segregation. I think using that word empowers us because anything created by people can be changed. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you. Because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. Station 11, Care for Creation, Grieving with the Earth and Responding with Love. When Jesus died, the earth itself grieved, growing dark and shaking in lament. But out of that grief came resurrection, new life. Today, many of us grieve the losses of biodiversity and habitat that accompany climate disruption and an extra-activist paradigm, a throwaway culture. We lament and suffer with the earth and all our sisters and brothers upon it, but death does not have the final word. New life dawns again and again, rising from God's grace spread abundantly across creation. New ways of approaching the world with love and gratitude are emerging even in this present moment. A reading from the Gospel according to Matthew. From noon until three in the afternoon, darkness came over all the land. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, the rocks split, and the tombs broke open. The bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life. They came out of the tombs after Jesus' resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared to many people. In an 1870 letter from John Muir to Mrs. Ezra Carr, he wrote, But I'm in the woods, 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 and they are in me, me, me. The Peace of Wild Things by Wendell Berry When despair for the world grows in me, and I wake in the night at the least sound, in fear of what my life and my children's lives may be, I go and lie down with the wood drake, rest in his beauty on the water, and the great heron feeds. I come into the peace of wild things who do not tax their lives with forethought of grief. I come into the presence of still water and I feel above me the day blind stars waiting with their light for a time. I rest in the grace of the world and am free. And now we've come to the end of our prayer together. By way of closing, let's take a moment to pray again for all those in our day who are suffering. We entrust all our suffering to our loving and provident God. And now, if you've been carrying an object with you, physically or mentally, we invite you to pause and to contemplate hope. 
Even as we pray about suffering and injustice, we also hold the hope of the resurrection. We trust that our God, who transforms light into darkness, suffering into joy, and death into new life, is at work in our lives too, transforming us too. If you'd like, you can place the object you've been carrying throughout this pilgrimage in a prominent place as you continue to pray through these sacred days. Let's pause for a moment and with gratitude, thank God for God's presence during this prayer. Amen. Thank you so much for participating in our prayer together. And I'd like to take some time to give thanks to some other people and groups as well. Special thanks to our group of high school students who recorded each of these stops along the way, and they did it so beautifully. Thank you. Thank you to their teacher as well, Jeff Hutchinson-Smith, for organizing them, recording them, and editing each of their recordings. Thank you to the Sisters of Divine Providence who offered the prayer between each station. And a big thank you to our supporting organizations whose help in planning, financial contributions, and promotional and prayerful support made this prayer possible. These organizations are the Intercommunity Justice and Peace Center, IJPC, Bellarmine Chapel, Christ Church Cathedral, Clifton United Methodist Church, Congregation of Divine Providence, and Godspace Community. We so appreciate your support, and if you'd like to support the Way of the Cross for Justice financially, well, we have a way that you can do just that. You can send a text message and receive a text back with the donation link. Just text CROSS to 844-403-2211. That's CROSS, C-R-O-S-S, to 844-403-2211 to receive a link to our donation page. Thank you in advance for your support. If you'd like to connect with this event and maybe even help to plan it in the future, you can contact Allison Reynolds Berry, the director of IJPC, at allison at ijpccincinnati.org. Or you can contact me, Sister Leslie, at godspace at godspacecommunity.com. And we can talk more about how you'd like to connect. Blessed Good Friday, may God walk closely with us as we move toward the joy of Easter. God bless.